1: Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help you with your home, life, auto, or business needs. And our phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. And you're always welcome to stop in at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg.
2: doesn't cost you a thing so pay us a visit indypolitics.org it's where smart hoosiers get their news the kevin kersey agency presents central indiana today on 98.9 wyrz today's program is made possible by the kevin kersey agency and now here's your host rob kendall
0: Welcome in to another edition of Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us. Hope you're having a great Friday. Hope you got an awesome Memorial Day weekend ahead. Back with us today talk about the latest on Indiana government and politics, Scott Strong. Scott, how's it going? It's going great. Now, are you a 500-goer?
3: I I used to, but I'm not anymore. But um, I I love the seat of a a good chair to watch the race these days. Yeah, what do you do?
0: Do you sit out the palatial palatial, uh, strong estate there in Danville with your... uh, your lawn chair and your cooler and listen to the WIBC broadcast. Stories. That's exactly
3: what I do. So, you know, makes it makes good to have the family around, you know, cook up some brats, you know, just live it up for the afternoon. There you go. Okay. So, uh, Last couple days, uh, we've been kind of talking about uh, some of the big
0: events going on in Indiana politics and government. Yesterday, if you missed the show, we talked about sign stealing going on in Hamilton County, and we talked about the Healthy Indiana Program, which ensures more than uh, 400,000 Hoosiers. You can find that in the archives on SoundCloud and iTunes. All right, I want to get started. On Wednesday, I did a long, uh, a wide-ranging interview with Lieutenant Governor Suzanne Crouch, former Indiana State Auditor Mm -hmm. Uh, my former boss I worked under her and I like Suzanne a lot I think she's very qualified for the position Um, and we talked about a whole bunch of different things Um, and when I do these interviews with these statewide office holders I don't get into a whole lot of drill-down public policy stuff because I think that's been done to death. I like mm-hmm. to try to have, let the let, learn who they are as people, the different yeah. things they do. But one thing we did talk about was the road funding bill that passed the legislature this year, which will end up being the largest tax increase in the state of Indiana, in the history of the state of Indiana. Yeah. And one thing I am amazed at, Scott, is that nobody who voted for it seems to be dodging it. They are. They own it. They're out there talking about it, and they seem to be 100% behind it.
3: Yeah, it's it's been very interesting. So it's one of these things is like, you know, we had hard medicine to take. We took it. We're going to get better, um, and there's a lot of things that are ancillary out here. One, and I would think you're going to hear this from Todd Rokita, which is a congressional candidate um, that could be possibly running for the Senate. And Luke Messer also voted for this too. A possible opponent is they passed a huge five-year funding program on roads and things coming back to the state of Indiana. So it's not like everything and everything that's built is just because of what the state road we're also getting some money from the federal government and trump is actually looking at a trillion dollar stimulus program as well what the interesting caveat to this is these guys own this thing Mm
0: -hmm. and it's a huge gamble because now people will associate roads with republicans so yes. if, the, if, they, if, they, if the NDOT – you're banking one, $1 billion a year on NDOT, which to me is a total – the last people I would bank any yes. amount of money on. Maybe DCS. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but NDOT. And if NDOT does great and does a whole lot of stuff, people might go, okay, Republicans did a good job. The issue is going to be NDOT rarely does anything on time, and they rarely do anything really well. When things start screwing up, people are going to look to the Republicans because the media is going to remind everybody every time – The Republicans raised your taxes.
3: Yeah, I I actually think it's going to be okay, not because of the Republicans. I think because of the economy and what's going on in the world oil situation. The U.S. um, shell um, drillers are speeding up production. We're having all kinds of employment in North Dakota, in Texas, it's creating jobs, it's getting the economy going, and because they're doing that, it's bringing oil prices down. So I think what's going to happen is, and Trump predicted this, we could see under a dollar gasoline prices and so when you add 10 cents and it falls that much because of the production consumption and the roll up and opex falling apart they may get saved not because they did something great but because the economy is going to do so well it is
0: fascinating that it is a republican legislature super majorities in the house and senate a republican governor that passes the largest tax increase in the history of the state of indiana now If you go back and go back and listen to that interview in the archives with Lieutenant Governor Suzanne Crouch, Um, there's three talking points that have emerged. And I say this because I've heard the same things from Long, Bosma, Holcomb, and and then in our interview with Lieutenant Governor Crouch. And these are what they're going on, and they're putting it out there. And one of the things, the mistake I think they're making is that they say, and Mike Kreider, Senator Mm -hmm. Mike Kreider, who's transportation chair, said this in our interview we did with him. Well not a lot of people showed up to object to this. So in our world everybody's for it. And I said, yeah, because the media didn't wave a flag like they did with gay marriage or rifra or whatever else. So you're ta- you're, you're walking down a, a road that yeah, pardon the pun, but the bridge looks pretty good right now. Where does it look in a couple years when the media now seizes on an opportunity when some guy hits a pothole and has a serious accident on an interstate? They'll say, well, the Republicans promised they were going to fix these roads, and then everybody associates you guys with unaccountable government.
3: Well, this all started two years ago when every state legislature knew this one guy. I don't know who it is. I'm still looking for this guy. (laughs) He's in southern Indiana. He hit this pothole, and he had $600 damage to his car. Every state legislator knew this guy personally because they were saying, this one person I know, <laughs> yeah. And, and so what's interesting is there's three talking
0: points that have emerged, and you'll hear that in the interview. Number one, they're saying we had to do this because we're the crossroads of America, and these trucks have to get through Indiana. We have mm-hmm. all this commerce coming and going. We had to do this because if we don't, they're going to keep the roads going. They're not. They're not going to keep coming to Indiana, and or they My I guess my issue with this is these truckers are smart dudes.
3: Yes, they're sure very are.
0: smart guys. Like if you've ever sat down and talked to a trucker. Like, it's not 70s uh, movie trucker guy. No. These are smart dudes because they do this stuff to make money, and oftentimes the amount of expense they have and the time it takes them to get somewhere comes into the money that goes in their pocket. So they are very strategic in how they operate. These dudes are not going to be buying gas in Indiana if it's cheaper in Ohio and El- or parts of Illinois or Kentucky or Tennessee or
3: wherever because... They'll plot this out. They've got the Gas Buddy app. Yeah, it's like it's like buying cigarettes. When taxes were cheaper here in Indiana, everybody come here and buy everything from Illinois and then go back. So they're going to do the same thing. And also an interesting fact, when you talk about the truckers, they are the largest listeners of talk radio in the country. Yeah, Have they you're anyone- listening
0: to us right now. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, so to me, it's like you're potentially taking people who would buy gas here and taking them off the roll. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's face it. You can easily get from Ohio to Illinois without filling up. If you fill up in Ohio, you can get to Illinois. You don't have to fill up. Uh, You can get from maybe not across the entire state of Indiana, but you could certainly get from like Indianapolis to Kentucky without filling up, where gas is you know is cheaper. So I just think this is a huge that argument doesn't hold water with me um, because these guys are smart, and I fear you're going to ultimately take revenue out of. Uh, the out of the kitty. Um, the other thing they're hitting, which is extremely interesting, and one of the things these guys did was they were very smart. They got a lot of cover from mayors and local elected officials. Yes, on this they thing. did. The mayors came and testified. So we got to do this. They're talking about all the money going to come back to the local governments.
3: I thought one of the interesting polls that came out, and I can't remember exactly who did it, um, um, and maybe you'll remind me, it may have been Abdul, I can't remember, that only 60% of the population was in favor at the end that they were okay with the tax being raised. So that means there's a huge percent of the population that still doesn't like it. The issue with this for me is, okay, so you've
0: raised my taxes, and let's say something comes into Brownsburg where we're at right now. Does that project help me make more money to pay for that? Like I'm driving to work the same every single day, and unless you're gonna plate uh, 465 and uh, <laughs> you know 74 in gold. It doesn't, this doesn't help me. Like I, you know, I'm driving down to WIBC. I work in Brownsburg for my Mm -hmm. other radio job. Like, how does this help me? If if you say, Rob, I'm going to invest $200 so that you can make $500. Okay, how does this help me right now? Because if I got to come up with $200 a year to pay for your gas tax increase, how do I pay for it?
3: Yeah, and so that's, that's, that's an excellent question. And I don't know that we really have a good answer for it. The idea is, um, it maybe makes this community more valuable in adding um, construction because you know somebody comes in and looks at it. the The problem that all of Hendricks County have is we don't have mayors, which is kind of another issue. Um, so they have, so companies have to come in there and look for tax abatements or TIFs for them to build here. If you've already got a good road structure system, that's one leg up. And if tax increases are the answer, then why didn't we do two billion? Yeah. Why didn't we do three billion? Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, what? what you know, why is this number the number? It, it's like this thing of, and, and I said, look, Indot. for those of you who are not familiar with Indot, who is the basically the state road czars. Yes. They do all the road projects. Um, Indiana Department of Transportation. Yep. Um, they are like dealing with the mafia. <laughs> yeah. I, I've dealt with them numerous times on a local level. They are the last people you should want to just give a blank check to.
3: Yeah, and I, this is this is the issue that I have with both on transportation, on HIPAA that we talked about yesterday, HIPAA 2.0, is for some reason everybody thinks, what's the price? When I go to the dealership, I don't look at the sticker price and say, that's the price. I think that's the negotiating point. When government goes in and looks at transportation, how much, 1.2? Oh, okay, we'll just give it to you. Nobody says, is that the best thing?
0: Right, so why didn't we say, and this has been my argument all along, because people said, well, what's your answer to this? when your child asks for something do you just give it to them when you start giving mm-hmm. allowance do you just give them whatever they ask for no you say okay we're going to give you x amount and see how you do with that and if you're responsible with that that's and, right and if you if you prove it to be a worthy expenditure then we'll consider upping it based on what the return on investment is same thing in business that's right you know you invest many times gradually you make a little investment here if that pays off you do another one we could have probably given in dot between the amount of money that we could have transferred on the sales tax on gas and out of the rainy day fund, five hundred million dollars a year, and not seen any tax increase. Let's give that
3: to them for two years. Five hundred million dollars is a lot of money. Let's yeah. see what happens. Yes, and we had this issue on several different things where we have pilot programs and things that are set up, and then we add more money after we see if that's the best way to go. This happens in business all the time, but not in government. We fund it all because all these legislatures don't ever have to have to raise it again, so they want to hit you all up front, and then they means test it so that they can raise 1% a year every year. The third part
0: of the sales pitch, and again, I say this, um and, and I, I'm going to go with this. I've changed my mind a little bit on this. I believe these people genuinely believe this is the right thing to do. I, I think I'm so. critical yes. of it, but I don't think it's malicious. I've said this for a long time. I think part of the problem with the legislature is that these guys and gals um, are part time legislators who are making 65 to 75 grand a year as part time people, plus yep. their other job. Yes. So if you're making, if you're pulling in between your two jobs, one hundred fifty grand a year, 200 bucks is not a big deal. No. That's not a big deal to you. That's like Strong and I find a two bucks. You know? yeah. I mean, big deal. We don't want to lose two bucks, but hey, whatever. That's mm-hmm. fine. Um, but to the person who's making 20 grand a year or 30 grand a year, the single mother or the retiree on a fixed income, 200 bucks is a huge deal. And there's a, it's not malicious, but it's a disconnect with the people that are being impacted by this.
3: Yes, yeah, so the problem is those that run for state office can't afford to do it because it's a part-time gig, and so... You know you don't have the the people that are most affected in the places and they' and I just I, the, I thought those excellent point that you brought up at the beginning of the program is that they didn't hear a lot of dissent coming right. through the committee process. I remind you you did not hear much dissent about rifra until after yep. it was passed. all right, so I bring
0: this up because the final talking point here, and this is really interesting because I haven't really he- heard this out of, uh, out of the Indiana government for a while, uh, really maybe ever is that everyone was for it
3: yes that is
0: their talking point was that everybody was for it everybody the legislature the governor's office uh the mayors everybody and if you're a dissenter and they're not saying this directly but basically what they're saying is you're out of the mainstream if you were a dissenter because everyone was for this well i'll tell you right now john crane our state senator here in Hendricks county he wasn't for it that's right you know and that's a very interesting approach that they're taking because basically what they're saying is we're all going to rise or sink together normally they'll say Well, this was Bosma's baby, or this was Long's baby, or this was the governor's thing. Mm -hmm. No, then this one, and it's a coordinated effort, everybody was on board together. So if you're going to hate one of us, you're going to have to
3: hate all of us. And we dare you to vote all of us out of office. Well, what they're doing is they're following kind of a little mainstream of what... So when they did the toll roads under Mitch Daniels, Mitch Daniels put a lot of pressure on them to do it and then supported it, and they found out it turned out okay because he he put off this crisis for 10 years because of you know good management. And so now you look at it at the end, they're going, huh, it worked then, we all held together. Let's try it one more time. All right, we're going to take a break.
0: When we come back, Jeb Bush was in town the other day. He was talking about school vouchers. And Scott, as an educator, uh, this is in his wheelhouse. So we're going to talk about the voucher system. We'll talk about school choice. We'll talk about education here in Indiana. It's up next. You're listening to Central Indiana Today.
4: Hi, this is Billy Joe with Three Dimensions Salon, inviting you to come see us at 729 North Green Street, Suite D in Brownsburg. At 3Dimensions, we believe life isn't about finding yourself, it's about creating yourself. 3Dimensions has an awesome array of services, including designer cuts, highlights, and color blending. We are now taking appointments. Find out for yourself the difference we can make by calling 317-852-5577. Get more information about 3 Dimensions Salon by liking our Facebook page.
0: Participate in global diplomacy and bring the world to the Hoosier State and your home. AUSA is a top tier nonprofit agency that matches exceptional high school students with qualified host families for a rewarding exchange experience that cultivates leadership skills, develops intercultural awareness, and enhances local families and communities. For more information about hosting a student or studying abroad, visit www.ayusa.org. That's www.ayusa.org or call 415-231-3871. That's 415-231-3871.
5: This is Amanda Johnson with Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a locally owned ice cream shop located at 1022 East Main Street in Brownsburg. We offer delicious ice cream cones, sundaes, shakes, malts, and bubble tea.
6: Brownsburg Academy provides daily activity reports, progress reports, and monthly newsletters to parents. Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317-858-8033.
0: Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall along with Scott Strong. Getting you ready for the big Memorial Day weekend. Talking about some of the big events going on in Indiana government. And uh, Scott Jeb Bush, former governor of Florida, brother of the president, ran Mm -hmm. for president himself. Yes. Not very well, but he ran. Was in Indianapolis the other day. And he was talking about one of his signature issues when he was governor. It was very groundbreaking Mm -hmm. at the time. It's becoming more common these days. School choice, yes. school vouchers. Tell the average person who's hearing this for the first time, what school choice, what a voucher program is, because we have that here in Indiana.
3: Yeah, so Indiana has really taken the forefront, not only because we have Vice President Pence out here, but because of some innovative programs that Indiana has implemented. Are, Amongst those are the School Voucher choice, School Choice Program. So, and basically what it says is it uh, redirects public funding that normally goes to public schools to vouchers that they can be spent at private schools or Christian schools or, you know, a religious school to allow them to fund edu- education. And so it gives the people and the parents a choice. And this a lot of times affects people that are going to poor performing schools that they can pull them out or they can put them into something a little bit more specialized.
0: All right. I'm not going to turn this into an anti-public education thing because, (laughs) as we know, we have great schools here in Hendricks County. Yes. We have great teachers. We have uh, administrators that some of them have seen the light in recent years that are more on the let's be accountable and responsible. We had the superintendent of the year out in Avon. Mm -hmm. So we've got a pretty good thing going on out here, and I'm not going to paint everybody with a broad brush. But the fight that comes back, look, if something's failing, and this is sort of what Bush alluded to, by the way, Bush is a pretty likable dude, except for when he ran for president. Yes, he really is. He yes. Is, like, if the Bush normal guy, like Bush guy that's trying to buy the Marlins, and this dude were running for president. You'd gone, eh, you might have had a better chance. but He was just the worst candidate. He was terrible. Yeah, he so
3: a- it, it definitely was his time. Probably the, the, the baton will pass. We'll see George P. Bush, which is a land commissioner in, in Texas, going to run for governor, and will be running for president someday if you want the Bush name back. But anyway, <laughs> Bush is right. If something's failing, you have an obligation to fix it. And,
0: you know, they're talking about these teachers, union members yep. over here protesting this. Look. In Hendricks County, schools going great. Hamilton County schools right. going great, but a lot of that is probably Boone County. Same thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of that is though. There's two parents at home. There's a parent. The parents are working. They're wealthy. They have got their kids involved in sports. They know where these children are at. That's it's, right. It's like it's like starting the race with a you know a half lap you know advantage. I mean so. We have schools are going well here, but there are inherent socio economical yes. advantages. But the fact is, in many places across our state, public schools are failing. Yes. Not all of it is the teachers' fault. Not nope. all of it is. You know, if you're an IPS teacher, you're dealing with a lot more than just reading, writing, arithmetic. You're hoping some of these kids don't try to kill each other. That's right. But you can't fight that something's failing and say, "Well, no, you shouldn't make any changes to it." And I feel like. This is where we get off kilter. You've got these people on this side who say, yeah, we got to just gut the public education system, and then these people over here who say, no, we can't make any changes to it, just pump more money into it, and that'll solve the problem. There's got to be a middle ground.
3: Yeah, and part of this is, let's take a look at Indianapolis, Marion County. A lot of the... Parents are moving their kids to Hendricks and the surrounding counties, so we're seeing a big migration of people here. Number one, because there's great jobs, which is because of the the people in Hendricks County that have built up that economics, but it's also to give them an opportunity to do something and to go places that they have a much more diverse or available opportunity to get educated in the area that they want to get educated in. All right, you're an educator. Yes. You teach. Yep, still do. Professor.
0: so tell me what the answer here is, because they've been at this thing now for really the really the big conversation about public education. In Indiana has probably been going on like 15 years now, give or take yeah. about what, you know, we got an issue here and we got to do something about it. What is the answer? Because let's face it, public education is not going away. But how do we say, look, we've got to get good public education, which is kind of what Bush talked about, is this is going to be here. Just making everybody a voucher candidate is not going to solve it. What do we do?
3: Yeah, some of this. Well, let's first of all let's go back to the 1980s when Ronald Reagan was president, and the, our schools in the United States, and I'm talking high schools, were the number one education-related place in the world. And we're not anymore. We're not. not we're following. We're 27th, 28th. We continue to fall. We got what, some of the
0: highest expenses. Yes,
3: we are, yes we are top of the line on expenses. We spend more money per pupil than any other country. But the reality, what has happened? we started socializing our schools and saying, we couldn't tell Johnny you flunked. We couldn't tell him (laughs) that you don't know how to read because it's liable to hurt his social... Development And so therefore, we put a lot of programs in and we've eased things to allow them. I seen this when I was a teacher. Um, I still see it in at the college level where I teach, um, you know, and Bush made this in his his state that, you know, 66% of the people that are graduating that go into college are not prepared that they're taking remedial classes. And I see this very much at the college level all the time where I'm thinking, my gosh, how in the world did you get out of high school? Yeah. And now we're talking about different types of degrees when you come out, whether you have a core program or a college honors program. Now, let me ask you this because
0: when I was growing up and it seems hard to believe I've been out of high school 15 years now. I'm much better looking now but um, I've been out of high school 15 15 years this year. Uh, When I was growing up they had what was called the tech prep program which it said, hey, I know when I'm 15, 16 years old that I want to work on cars for a living Mm -hmm. or I want to do hair for a living or I want to uh, build homes for a living. I don't need to go to IUPUI to know how to do this. I know my path in life. I want some basic knowledge and I want high school to prepare me for that path. And it seems like, and that was called the tech prep program. My mother was a tech prep English teacher at Brownsburg High School. It seems like we went through a period where they said, that's bad We want everybody to go to at least a two-year school, but we'd prefer four. And if you don't, you're less in society. Are we coming to a point now where we're circling back saying hey, we do need somebody to pave the roads. We do need somebody to build the houses. We do need somebody to work on the cars.
3: Yeah, there's a huge shortage in the trades right now. We're seeing this like at Norfolk and places where they don't have enough welders. The average welder is like 45 years old or 50 years old down there. So what's happened is after World War II, we sent everybody, basically said, hey, you got to pass a high school diploma. When everybody learned how to read and write in the 50s and 60s, we had a big boom to the the economy and so here's government if something works once we want to do more of it so they said hey let's just take this on up four more years and they threw a lot of money at it and i'm not saying it's bad to go to college but not everybody needs a college degree there are some of the smartest people i know never went to college
0: i and, and i've said this for a long time um i graduated from iupui uh, my degrees from indiana mm-hmm. university um i i didn't need to go to college I went for two reasons. I went, one, to make my dad happy because from the time I was little, you need a college education. And he was more happy about it than I was when I graduated. And two, I just didn't like that people I thought were a lot more stupid than me had college diplomas and I didn't want them to have one and me not. But I can't think of much of anything I have used in my professional career
3: that I said, I wouldn't have been able to do this had I not gone to college. I
0: can't I can't think of anything.
3: Yeah, and, and part of that is because of the specialization, and I think there was an article came out about valedictorians that they weren't that successful um, at 15 years out of school, and so what we see is sometimes um, what really makes people successful is um, specialization, as opposed to a lot of people are getting degrees that are general in nature, which is, is not bad. If you're not sure what you want to do, you take a broad paint stroke to see what's out there.
0: I mean, this is a true story and I think these were both 400 level classes I took a 400 level class on maybe this is a 300 level but but three or four hundred level class on the history of Jimi Hendrix,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and a, I know this was a four hundred level class on the history of the Beatles. Yes.
3: Right. Well, and what happened is... And
0: so in the eyes of the government, I'm smarter, technically, you know, I'm using air quotes here, than the guy who could run circles around me and fixing an engine. They said, that's more important that I take this history of the Beatles class than the guy who, you know, can put a car back together in his sleep. That's ridiculous.
3: Well, and what's happening, and I'll, I'll preface this, I have my doctorate in education, um, but I I am totally against some of the things that some of the colleges have done because what we're doing is we're marketing to students but we're not marketing to them what gives you a good job so you know it's i I was teaching in a class. I was up in Fishers. I'm teaching an MBA class. I walk out, and I'm I'm hearing the Beatles play. And I'm like, <laughs> what? The? And I'm looking. It's music appreciation class, and I hear the professor says, what does that song say to you in a class? The kids were having a great time. They were laying back. But the, the issue that I have is, what job are you going to get right. with that skill you just got? It right. makes a great talk when and you're, unless you're writing music, which yep. not very many people are successful at that.
0: And I, and it's I'll be there. and I'll be honest. When I went to IUPUI, I chose a degree where I didn't have to take math, and I went for the easiest possible classes I could that were an interest to me. I took a took a history of television class yep. and I, it was ridiculous, but in the eyes of the world, I'm a I'm a success because I've got a piece of paper on the wall that says college graduate.
3: And that's why that, that's why there's, and we could do a whole no program on this issue, and Rob's hit my hot button here, that's why there's a difference between a university and a college. A university says you have to take these basic courses in all of these areas, college, trig, um, human humanities, and so it gives you a broad education, and then you specialize but a smaller college can say hey you can just get in for just nursing putting in a catheter you don't need to know everything right. about the history of that
0: all right we're gonna take a break when we come back i'm gonna ask strong who's gonna win the race on sunday we'll wrap up the show you're listening to central indiana today rob kendall here speaking with donald james from impact youth mentoring donald what is impact youth mentoring
7: rob we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks county and developing tomorrow's leaders
0: You're listening to Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us. Heading into the weekend and, of course, this Sunday, the biggest single-day sporting event in the world, the Indianapolis 500. Scott, who do you like
3: for the Indy 500? You know, there are so many good racers out there, but I still kind of like Dixon. I think he's got what a good... a lot. Yes, I, he's, he's been burning up the track this month, and so he's got some good times. He seems to have a good crew behind him, so I'm partial to him. I don't know if he can do it, but I'm hoping for him. I'll be rooting for him. I pick the
0: same guy every year, and it's never worked. And the first year was the closest I ever got, and that's Marco Andretti. <laughs> it's just like, if I just feel like if I just keep picking Marco Andretti. Yeah. Because, you know, when he 06, when he was a rookie, he had oh, to won and yes. lost it at the end, and then... Uh... He's, ne- he's never been closer. So uh, I'm going to go with Marco Andretti. So we will see. Dixon Andretti, we'll see who uh, who gets closer. And I preface that by saying I know very little about IndyCar racing. So there you go. All right, Scott, thanks. Great job as always. Thank you. Don't forget, if you miss any part of today's show, check out the podcast anytime you want. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes. Just search Central Indiana today. Download the show right to your smartphone or tablet. Go back and listen anytime you want. As always, the podcast presented by McDonald's. Until next time, I'm Rob Kendall saying have yourself a great weekend
2: you've been listening to the kevin kersey agency presents central indiana today on 98.9 wyrz made possible by the kevin kersey agency an archive of today's program can be heard at our website wyrz.org tune in next time for another edition of the kevin kersey agency presents central indiana today with your host rob kendall
1: Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. And our phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. And you're always welcome to stop in at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg. The Kevin Kersey Agency is a proud member of the Farmers Insurance Group.
0: Participate in global diplomacy and bring the world to the Hoosier State and your home. AUSA is a top-tier nonprofit agency that matches exceptional high school students with qualified host families for a rewarding exchange experience that cultivates leadership skills, develops intercultural awareness, and enhances local families and communities. For more information about hosting a student or studying abroad, visit www.ayusa.org. That's www.ayusa.org, or call 415 415- 415 231 3871. That's 415 231 3871.
2: Doesn't cost you a thing. So pay us a visit, indiepolitics.org. It's where smart Hoosiers get their news.
4: Hi, this is Billy Joe with Three Dimensions Salon, inviting you to come see us at 729 North Green Street, Suite D in Brownsburg. At Three Dimensions, we believe life isn't about finding yourself, it's about creating yourself. Three Dimensions has an awesome array of services, including designer cuts, highlights, and color blending. We are now taking appointments. Find out for yourself the difference we can make by calling 317-852-5577. Get more information about Three Dimensions Salon by liking our Facebook page.
5: This is Amanda Johnson with Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a locally owned ice cream shop located at 1022 East Main Street in Brownsburg. We offer delicious ice cream cones, sundaes, shakes, malts, and bubble tea. Wiley's is open Sunday through Thursday,
6: progress reports, and monthly newsletters to parents. Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317-858-8033.
0: The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. Rob Kendall here, speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring?
7: Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders.
0: Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.